Hey everybody, welcome to the Rock Pile Talk Pile, the official podcast of the Colorado Rockies subreddit. I'm Zach, username Zach17. John, jfoster15. Jack, user slash underbubble. We had to take a pause real quick right there just to even think what we can say about this quote-unquote Major League Baseball team. Um, the Colorado Rockies made the postseason back-to-back seasons for the first-time franchise history. You remember that, John? Yeah, that was a lot cooler than 2019. Remember how we started 2019? You're like, wow, this is terrible. But it yeah. can't be that bad. Right? It was just a it was just a rough stretch. Just a flu. Not not indicative of the season. Just at an aberration. All. And then um What's the month that comes after June? I believe it's July. Typically Oh yeah, July, July. Six and nineteen. Mm. Is that good? Is going six and nineteen um, in the month of July good? Hitting Hitting, it's not that bad. If I went six for 19 hitting, that wouldn't be that bad, you know? Yeah. So respectful, like 290 or something. Yeah, instead, it, when you look at six wins versus 19 losses in the illustrious history of the Colorado Rockies, that was their worst month ever, somehow. Did you guys hear uh, PDP's report on the worstness of it? I mean, you can summarize so the uh, Rockies were over 500 before this disgusting failure um, on all fronts. And then we went 6-19, and 19, having the worst month ever, and the worst month for a team that was over 500 since the 1888, I think it was the Cleveland Spiders or something. Yeah, the Cleveland Spiders, they're obviously also have an illustrious franchise history. The Cleveland Spiders have more legs than the Rockies had wins in July. Nice. That's, nice. yeah. <laughs> and, Anatomy um, for you. So let's see. Let's just talk about how bad it was offense-wise in the last month. Because it's July. You know they're just going to hit unless they're the Rockies and... Remember, we always talked about this 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 number for the Rockies in the way he runs created plus department. They were at eighty nine the last month. It's only eleven percent below average, right? So twenty third so. baseball, twenty third. Um, solid. Weirdly enough, the Phillies and Cardinals were lower in the last month. Yeah, I still don't know what to make of the Phillies terribleness because it seems like they had a lot more hype than we did before the season so at least we're not alone right yeah it's not only us who are really really sad about the prospects of the future yeah you know did Bryce Harper his 20th home run yet he just did didn't he no yeah he did did today damn Ah, that jerk made me wrong um you know also sad about that in the last month the Rockies had the fourth highest BABIP of 324. Course. 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 And the average was like 271. The OPS was pretty bad, I think. Was that our issue? What was I mean, on our issue? It was, it was, it was the 11th issue. best OPS. It was just the weightedness of it. <laughs> it's like how like Drew is like the Rockies are scoring like the most runs in the National League. Like the offense isn't the problem. It's like that's not how that works here, buddy. The, off- the offense is the Always problem, the though. Problem. It's a problem. There are other problems, and it's a problem. <laughs> well, what is another problem? What else? What else do you do in the game of baseball? Well, I can tell you that pitching's been a problem. And if we want to turn it back to current times, John Gray, who typically dominates the Padres, is really struggling right now. So pitching continues to be a problem. It's his turn to struggle, I guess, because nobody wants to be on the Rockies right now. I guess. Hey, at least we don't have a negative war in the last month of pitching. 
We have a positive thoughts. 0.9 war total. Hey, it's beautiful. Seventh worst XFIP of 4.75 in the last month. Uh, Orioles, Marlins, Blue Jays, Athletics, Pirates, Braves, and then the Rockies. Braves are unsurprising. The rest of them, not so much. The Braves pitching is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? What do you mean? Man? What happened? Their they bullpen they has always been bullpen. bad, and all they like none bad. of their starters except Soroka um, have looked good at all this year. Compelling. Can they just sign? Um, what's Dallas his name? Kuchel. Yeah. How's he Kuchel? <laughs> I don't say his name the right way. Uh, would. What's this? What's this on-field delay uh, that I'm seeing on the at bat app? Uh, they're reviewing to see if Tatis stole second because his hand w- came off the bag for a fraction of a second while Ryan Hell held yeah. the tag. But Tatis Hell is saying yeah. that Ryan pushed I'm him off the bag. I'm always against oh, using that this rule. Debate like, against the Rockies? No, no. I'm always against like abusing that. Like you know, It's like not in the spirit of the rule unless it goes in favor of the Rockies, and then in which case I'm all for it. Oh, I mean, they're trying to say that Ryan pulled him off the bag well that's stupid Which he can he, do that he he did he Ryan did can do but he was also he falling wants. backwards he can do Ryan a, was a falling backwards too, his apparently. momentum was taking him yeah what the heck i didn't even know ryan was marketable enough for that he's got a nice he's got an okay face good bone structure i guess yeah so he's no david doll but well david doll's bone structure doesn't seem to be great <laughs> his facial bone structure is great if we could just have him breaking his like his face instead of his ankles, it'd be great. Or like literally every other piece of his body, spleen, ribs. Ribs seem to be a problem for him. Yeah. So um, let's get back to the pitching. Oh, lovely. Other bad things about the last month for the pitching. Um, home runs per fly ball, 20.1% for the Rockies. Oh, that's just bad luck, fellas. The, the worm is going to turn. I mean, if we want to, if we want to put that into perspective, the Orioles, who are on pace to give up the most home runs in a season ever, mm-hmm. were only point seven more. Poor Orioles, they just, they just are bad. Yeah, they're all right. but they're With purposely them. bad. Home run per nine goes Orioles at two point five two last month, <laughs> then the Mariners two point one three. Yeah. <laughs> Two and a half home runs per nine. It also is basically because the Yankees hit five home runs against them every single game. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, then the Yankees actually gave up home runs, 1.87. Then the Marlins, 1.86. And the Rockies gave up 1.82 home runs per nine in the last month. Mm. Better than the Yankees, though, right? That's hey, all that matters. It's all about relativity. Uh, fifth mouth walks per nine. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> Braves are at four, Marlins at four, Red Sox 3.8, Cardinals 3.7, Rockies 3.6. I'm loving this Cardinals bad pitching year. Like, this shit is, I, I eat this You know up. they're going to make the playoffs, no. though, because nope. goddamn Cardinals. No, what, it, it, what, did, what yeah. do the 2016, 2017, and 2018 Cardinals teams all have in common? They, they missed the playoffs, playoffs by, like, two or three games. Yeah, but they were close. It's the cardinal way, baby. No bottoming out. This is so. This is probably the most telling, not the most telling stat, but I feel like it's the most telling stat. Do you want to know in the last month who is the worst at left on base percentage? Oh, I'm just going to take a guess on context clues. I got to go, go Rockies. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like in specific individuals. I was going to guess Lambert. No, no, we're still doing team oh. stuff. The Colorado Rockies in the last month had a left on base percentage of 62.2%. So what I'm hearing, Zach, is regression to the mean is coming well, up. What was our batting average allowed? Like, a, <laughs> if if we were allowing a batting average of like 360, like I'm on Babips. Babips next to it is 335. But man, if 38 percent of the time a person on base scores, that's awful. That's how you lose six. That's how you lose 19 games in one month. John, um, while I'm looking for the other thing, didn't you or Jack want to talk about the uh, usage of pitches by Rockies players or something? Oh, oh, hey, yeah, that's, I can tell. That's you about all, Jack. That. Yeah. So, Do it. Um, How dare you? 
You know, one thing that has been a common theme in baseball, especially with teams like Twins, the Astros, is that they take pitchers and they're like, okay, don't throw your fucking sinker anymore. It's terrible. Look, hitters are slugging 750 off of it. You're going to throw this 10% of the time. It's what they did with Garrett Cole. The Garrett Cole didn't really have a bad pitch. They were just like, your fastball, yeah, it's 98. Uh, it's not that good. We're going to we're gonna have you throw this whatever whatever else they did. I don't know. But basically, if you have a curveball and you go to the Astros, they're going to make it so it spins more, and then you know hitters will hit 123 off of it. But like, the problem here is that the Rockies are behind the time on this. The Rockies throw the most four-seam fastballs in baseball. And that is in a league where most teams, well, yes, but also more teams are going more breaking ball heavy. Um, so Carlos Estevez, Estevez, Estevez was mentioned in um, an article, I think it was by Pitcher's List, but they were talking about um, kind of like looking for elite relievers in the dumpster. And Carlos Estevez is apparently in the dumpster, even though he's honestly pretty good. Um, but the Rockies, again, behind with the times, they see Carlos Estevez as a 100-mile-per-hour fastball. Like, that's a good fastball. When in reality, the expected weighted on base average, which is more or less just how hard does this pitch get hit, um, for his fastball, is almost 400. Um, to, put that into con- to put that into context, that basically he allows Alex Bregman's full batting line Against his batting or against his fastball, uh, that's bad. Now, on the other hand, he could be. So yeah, good. and what's funny is that when he when Carlos Estevez was a prospect, like teams were like or scouts were like seventy grade fastball, forty grade slider. Now it's kind of flipped. I mean, he is a yeah, he is a hundred mile per hour fastball, but it's straight as an arrow, no movement, and hitters nowadays like can hit, catch up to a hundred, no problem. Um, and so, but his slider uh, has the equivalent batting line of Garrett Hampson. Which is really, if you're Carlos Estevez, that's really good. Um, and so the obvious solution here is just throw more sliders, throw less fastballs. But we are the Rockies, um, and they're very old school, and they think 100 miles per hour, 100 miles per hour plays no matter what. It's just simply not true. This is something that you can also cross apply to guys like John Gray. Um, who's another guy, John, that needs to Jeff Hoffman? Jeff Hoffman. Guys that Jeff Hoffman. have shitty, oh, shitty fastballs. That. And it's like yeah. they're like 95 miles per hour and more often than not, they throw it right down the dick. It's like, oh, my yeah. God, You're, use your awesome breaking stuff. Have you seen Hoffman's curveball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember like that third inning where you just went like five curveballs and just it was a beautiful inning? Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Colin McHugh closed out a World Series game throwing 20 some odd straight curveballs. That's what Jeff Hoffman should be doing. There's um, pitch values um, on uh, fan graphs, and they've got, like, weighted fastball versus weighted slider. And in 2017, is WFB, Carlos Estevez's 2.5, his WSL was negative 1.9. Now his WFB is negative 11, and his WSL is 4.2. So, yeah, just zero's average on that. Really, he just his his fastball could be great if you weren't just throwing it all the time. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, the way that any when everybody everybody in their bullpen has four guys who can touch a hundred. It's not crazy anymore. You'll like the average fastball nowadays is like two miles per hour faster than it was in the nineties. Everybody can touch ninety five. Everybody has guys who can touch ninety five with ease. Mm-hmm. So getting to a hundred isn't as fast as it used to be to pitchers or to hitters. That's why you see guys like Jordan Hicks who throws 104 or Oldest Chapman who throws 104. Like mm-hmm. that is an elite fastball that still. Said, yeah. That but said his fastball velocity is 98th percentile. Like it's super fast. The reason it sucks is because it's not like Aroldis Chapman's or Jordan Hicks you see has it. no movement. And you can see it the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, and I would I would guess, Jack, do you have baseball's Avant up right now? Does it show his fastball yeah, spin like 46, rate? Yeah, it's like 45th percentile. You look at Jordan Hicks, um, and I think it's like somewhere very close to like max fastball spin. Oh, wait, no, his Blaine. fastball spins eight. No, he throws a sinker. That's not possible. Yeah, his, yeah, so 
the the faster spin rate on a fastball for those that don't know it looks like the ball is rising to a hitter it's a weird thing that physics does because the ball can't actually rise but with the faster spin rate to the hitter's eye it looks like the ball is lifting as it's coming towards the plate and so that'll mess with you no matter how straight it is that hitter's eye thinks it's rising hmm. so um carlos Estevez, if you could just use his you know slider a little bit more maybe he'd be fine you know who knows and then Hiro is actually a 60% fastball, 40% slider guy. Yeah. Do you guys remember what happened a couple weeks ago when I said we should get rid of him? Yeah. And he's been good ever since. I believe I was the one who brought it to your attention. (laughs) Yes, you did bring that to my attention. (laughs) Uh, He hasn't allowed a run since. Yep. That's one person. Um. It's interesting. I mean, we do have at least... I mean, the bullpen is terrible, but at the same time, like... There's positive war there. That's something. I mean, there's definitely guys that you can see that can make an impact beyond 2019. Mm-hmm. Like Scott Oberg, Estevez, Diaz. We got guys in the minors. Tonoko's been up. He had a rough game yesterday or the other day before. Yesterday. Yeah, and I, I still think he plays a big part in our bullpen for 2020, 2021. He has to at this um, point. And then you've got guys in the minors like Ben Bowden and... Um, Who's the other guy? Justin Lawrence. Who has you know, sucked? They've got a rough season. Holy shit! I still believe Dude, all Lawrence. of sure. you know what um, sucks is that like I remember at the beginning of the year, like the big highlight of spring training for me was to see all these arms that we had seen in like the top prospects, like Jesus Tinoco, uh, J Law, uh, Ben Bowden. Who's the other guy? Was it Reed Humphreys? I think. Either way, it was these guys, and they were throwing just gas and striking out dudes left or right. I remember thinking like. Holy shit, man. If I'm bright, it's just fucking cut Mike Dunn right now. Like, oh, call one of these dudes up. Uh, and then Ben Bowden has an ERA of like seven in AAA. Like, Justin Lawrence got demoted to AA and then has an ERA of like 10 in AA after having an ERA of like nine in AAA. He's got stuff to figure He's got, out. Yeah, he, he walks um, like 23 people in inning. Well, so so the, the, the issue right now is we just had the worst month and we didn't make any moves of the trade deadline because we didn't have anything anybody wanted besides Scott Oberg. And Charlie, well, let's um, let's just kind of wrap things up for a, a second. The bullpen is bad. The offense is bad. The starters have been disappointing. Herman and John are are not what they need to be. K Free is not what he needs to be. Nobody is performing. It's it's all just really bad right now. I think. Oh, and then Peter Lambert is up, but he's not doing. I mean, is it Peter's? His ceiling's like a number three max guy, like a low end number three, high end four, and I think you can see Jeez. that for most of his starts. And you know, he's still a rookie, he's still young. You can see it in his face. The dude looks like he's fifteen. But I think this is a good building year for Peter. It just sucks that it had to come in a year where it wasn't supposed to be a building year. I mean, year. it also could be like the ball this year has screwed everybody up. Because So here's some home run per fly ball rates of some Rockies. 33.3% Chichi Gonzalez. 31.3% Jesus Sunoco. 24.1% Peter Lambert. Uh, 22.2% Kyle Freeland. Like... You can't it, if anybody makes contact on a fly ball. <laughs> like if you have five fly balls, one's gonna leave the park. Yeah, I mean you can look at Herman's numbers from last year. He had a fifteen point seven home run per fly ball percentage. This year, it's three percentage points higher, eighteen point nine. That's Herman is also just not as good as he was last year. Well, and I, I think the whole yeah. team is just sad. You know, we're just I mean, not good. How, and we're what about Kyle's? Kyle's was 8.5% last year. It's 22.2 this year. Now, granted, 85 wasn't sustainable, but that's a, almost triple. Well, I guess we should um, 
analyze if there's anything to be done about it. So let's take a quick pause and figure out if anything can be done about this terrible, terrible team. See you guys in a minute. Name a better duo, Rockies and old players. Can't, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it, man. Um, we were on during the break. We were talking about. Um, I called him my boy, and I realized he's actually older than I am. Senor Yonder <laughs> Alonso. <laughs> we took a chance on him. He's had twenty-eight plate appearances. He's actually got positive WAR. And he's got that eight nine thirty five OPS right now. Hey, and uh, Zach, haven't you been calling for his signing like two off seasons in a row? Uh, the only like time I've ever gotten anything right, basically, <laughs> was a thirty two year old first baseman who really isn't part of the big plan because he's thirty two. And also got cut by a. Oh man, really, we, were we so forget wrong. about Logan we Morrison so forever. <laughs> yeah, we've totally missed on that one. Um, <laughs> let's just talk about a couple of people who are over thirty. Uh, Charlie Blackman is thirty-two. All right, so he no, can't hit. He can't no, hit away from cores. John, no. If no, I'm just saying if no. hypothetically, hypothetically, no. somebody comes to you in the off season. Oh my god, yes. here he goes. Do it. Just hypothetically, it. somebody comes to you in the off season. And says, we will take Charlie Blackman and his contract. And his contract. With Scott Oberg. Ooh. And we will give you two lottery tickets in April. Do you say yes? Or do you ask for more? Or do you say no? You ask How for invaluable more. do you think Charlie Blackman is? Why the fuck would you, excuse my language, but why would you trade him for two lottery tickets? Like, you can't do lottery I'm asking, tickets. You're, you're, you're giving the whole contract away. Are you? Do you want to eat some of the contract to get better pieces? Yes. The, okay. Yeah. Eat some of the Jeff, contract. We're going to have to get rid of all the money on the books of the bullpen pretty soon. Uh, the stupid Daniel Murphy money is going to, well, it's only 10 but still. I was going to say, Daniel Murphy's contract is bad. Um, and I think just, Sean, he's 34. Is, like, again, we signed a 34-year-old player. I mean, you could DFA Brian Shaw pretty easily. I'm not sure he's about not Jake like, McKeehan. Like, we can't DFA anybody right now because we have to have somebody pitch the rest of the, the season. Whatever. Do you? Yeah, just clear that 40-man, baby. Um, anyway, so the Charlie Blackman situation, he can't hit away from Coors right this season. This season. And he's getting old. And he's getting and old, and his contract is huge, and it's long. And I, and nobody else was doing that. This is one of those situations it, where, like, Bradish thought, like, hey, this is a cool thing to do. Let's give a really big contract to a 30-year-old. Everybody was like, we're giving big contracts to 23-year-olds and 25-year-olds who are actually really, really good now. Well, I think if the National League had a DH, it honestly wouldn't be bad. Like, it would be yes. fine. It would be an overpay, but it wouldn't be bad. Yes. But he has to play the outfield, and he can't. Here's the thing. He's, he's low-key a liability out there. Here, here's why I say no to that trade. Jeff Bradich okay. has proved himself incapable of inquiring good players on the free agency market. Charlie Blackman currently adds value to the team. Like he's he just add value? To, he's just going to replace him with someone who does not add value. Like the like Jeff Breidich's two good free agency signings were Greg Holland and Nick Hundley. That's it. Mm, End. Nisha mm, mm. Kufray. Who are you going to add? That's not free agency. That was trade. Okay, that was the only good trade. He could tra- he could trade for an left fielder. With what prospects? Uh, actually, what he could do is sign Corey Dickerson. Who has turned himself into a good defender? Is not going to sign with the Rockies. We shipped him to the fucking Rays. Like, could you be more insulting? The real question. The real question. So you guys and you guys are saying that after this year, with the relationship that Jeff Bryce has with his players, and the fact that he basically created the worst month of Rockies baseball of all time, he obviously still has his job. Well, I think. 
we should have a third section where we talk about that quote from Nick Groke about the players not liking Jeff Breidich. I mean, who does anybody like Jeff Breidich? Does his cat like Jeff Breidich? I don't know. I don't Jeff Breidich's wife probably doesn't like what Jeff Breidich. I yeah. should hit her up. <laughs> um. So next season. You, so next season, we can maybe think about actually having people who aren't over thirty. You know. So here's my question: Is is so? Do you guys think Charlie Blackman provides value to the Rockies in 2021, 22, and 23? Yeah. So I think I agree that he would provide value in 20. I don't care about what happens in 22 or 23 because it's not really a year that is a part of our window. I care about more about what he can provide in 20 and 21. We don't have a window now. If we, I mean, I don't know how we're going to have a window when all of our money's locked up and this is our team. You know, like, that's why you're going to have to. You can't get rid of Blackman. You can't really get rid of Murphy. And Murphy's right now a replacement level player now. Um, I think if you're a GM of a team that you see as a contender who is currently not contending and frankly not close at this juncture, you're going to have to get real creative in the offseason because it's not like the Momforts are going to let him dip into luxury tax anytime soon. And honestly, I don't think you need to if you spent your money correctly. It's kind of funny how, like, we're going to spend the most money we have ever spent. That was a terrible idea. I mean, if you spent it correctly, it wouldn't have been a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Well, and also, so, did anybody expect Wade Davis to be this bad? Like, you thought he was going to be... Not, not in year two. I thought this was year three, year four. Yeah. I did not think year two Wade Davis would be bad. I, I forgot had about a feeling. year four. <laughs> yeah, year four is only if he completes. He has to finish games. Like he doesn't. It's not appearing. He has to finish games. So if he loses his closer job and he doesn't close in 2020, he's not. His options not going to invest. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a game. Um, you guys start counting. Just start counting. Ready? One, two, three, four. Up. Oh, stop. Five. Oh. That's how long it took me to find somebody under 30 on the free agent market. It's. Wilmer Flores. Okay, start counting again. One, two, three. Okay. Chris Owings, Jonathan Scope. Start counting. Chris Owings. Wait, these people are the terrible. F- Why would you want these people? I'm Where's Marcelo Zuna? I'm just Hit me with my Marcelo Zuna. under 30 who won't get, like, die. Because every time we sign a free agent over 30, they are... They Jonathan Scope is bad this year. Jonathan Scope has been bad yeah. for like a I'm year and a half. I'm just, playing, I'm just playing numbers of ages. All right, so and I, would like I talked about this. Fine with I talked about this in our Slack the other day. Really, the only good free agents out there are Corey Dickerson, Didi Gregorius, who we can't sign Didi because he he plays shortstop, and we have Trevor. So, and then there was one more, and I can't remember the name of it. But anyways, uh, next Grandal. Next, thank you. Which we can next never year's afford. free agent class is horrendous. It is terrible. Uh, except Unless, for Anthony Rendon, who we can't can't afford. I mean, ooh, the Yankees are going second to give base him for a, a meme amount of money this offseason. Anthony He's, Anthony Rendon, yeah. Hopefully, he goes to the AL. I hate that guy. I'm I'm almost willing to guarantee that Rendon gets a carbon copy of the Nolan Arenado contract, just a year shorter, mm-hmm. and twenty whatever million dollars less total. Okay. How much do you guys hate Wilmer Flores? He's, he's um, replacement level, which I we haven't be great, done like, in ever. Remember, I that think time? he'd be like a great utility guy. That you know, nice like a guy who can like play third base, he can play like, second base, he can play first base, he can play left. It would be so nice. He, like you pay him he could, like four million, and he could be like 2016 Alexi Amarista. I was gonna say if Wilmer Flores gets a contract worth money next year. Like if it guarantees him a major league spot, I'd be surprised. All I'm oh, I saying, gets like a one year, like three million dollar contract. For the last two years, we're like, yeah, everybody in the minors is fine for the bench, and then we have Valleca, and then Valleca, and then Valleca, and then do we even know if Hampson's gonna come back? Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Rogers is got. Oh uh, yeah, Rogers will be back. And he's still got to Rogers develop himself lab- now. Rogers had labral surgery, so he'll be back kind of by spring training next year. But he's like, 
He's out. For, I think the injury is six to eight months for mm-hmm. a hitter. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to guess he's not going to be playing shortstop next year as he heals up. I would guess he will probably never play shortstop again. I don't know about never again, but for sure next year. So, so the end of this uh, age game is there are, I think, four other people I've found who are under 30 on the free agent class. And one's basically like Garrett Cole, which we will never, ever, ever get. Um, ter- you know, Julio Tehran's only 29. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Woods, 29. Alex Wood has. Tank. He makes, he makes David Dahl look durable. Uh, that's there's nobody under 30. Rodius Viscaino, who is got injured, right? And real hurt, isn't he? Yeah, like way hurt. hurt. Yeah, he's out okay. for the season. So, you remember that whole time we talked this whole thing about man, why do we only sign people who are over 30? Market inefficiency, right? Yeah, if you have somebody who is not terrible, sign them until they're 30, basically. I mean, this offseason is going to be just a lot of trades. So if you're a GM, if you're no, no. a GM who of the Rockies, you have to get real creative this offseason. Especially wants to because trade we don't him. have any good prospects right now. Like and the, the issue, the issue with the Rockies is the declining value of all of their prospects. Like Riley Pine, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but since the offseason, he was downgraded from our eighth best prospect to our sixteenth best prospect. Um, just because he like literally is incapable of throwing a ball, so he's out of the picture. Throwing a strike. Brennan Rodgers is out with labral surgery, which is a season or it's a career-ending injury for pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite career-ending for hitters, but uh, shoulder stuff is not to be fucked with. So he doesn't have nearly the value we think he has. Colton Walker has had a garbage year at Triple or Double A. Um, uh, he's had a mediocre. Let's not call it garbage. Yeah. Mediocre. Ryan Rollison has not been good. Uh, as of late, wherever he got promoted to, I think it was Double A, um, or no, it was just Lancaster actually. Um, Lancaster's a fucking launch pad too. Hey, 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 that's true. It's been like a hundred. <laughs> Lancaster is like it's in California, but it's in the desert part of California, so it gets like up to like a hundred and ten degrees, and the wind just blows. Yeah. Like apparently, it's super windy. That's why they call it the Jethawks. Um, so a we have no good prospect. Like all we our have prospects no good are- prospects, and we have no money to spend. Like our payroll is already estimated to be 170 million dollars. The mm-hmm. Rockies are not going to add anybody next year. So yes, if you and- want to, you can do that. But also at the same time, like I would not anticipate the Rockies adding anybody but Corey Dickerson. But if you get rid of Charlie, what does Corey Dickerson really, you know? Bill, I guess, if you can that. get I rid mean, of Charlie's contract, like, Charlie's contract turns into three guys. That's what it is. One of more those guys, guys would be Corey Dickerson. Because isn't isn't Tapia like officially bad now? Kind of <laughs> officially bad. Because <laughs> we've been waiting for I mean, so yeah. so long to be able to say that, and he's eighty way to run create plus this year. Uh, yeah, I think I'm willing to say he should be. Borderline DFA candidate. Did you not season. see him launch that homer off of Granky into the? Uh, oh my god, he did one thing. Negative point eight WAR on the season. Yeah, I, you can call up the Royals and see if the Royals will give you anything for him because they love that type of dude. Um, here's the the biggest issue I have with Ryan Altapia and his shot. Negative eight DRS this year. Yeah, he's bad. Like on defense, you, you, like certifiably bad. Like that was the the hope is like, oh, he'll be speedy and he can get to all these balls. Nope. Does he even have any oh. steals this year? He's got like two. He's an awful base stealer. He's been caught like four times. He's an awful base runner in four general. Stolen bases. Like he's so much fun, and I want him to be good. But there's a perfectly good hitter, Corey Dickerson. Um, oh my God. that'll be on the market. And he 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 annihilates right-handed pitching. So, I mean, so Tapia's um, stolen base percentage is uh, he's four for seven. Hey, maybe we should send him more. Maybe, or maybe he just doesn't go because he gets caught stealing half the time. I mean, it's not like we send Garrett Hampson or Trevor Story all that often either. So it's just not our mo. 
even though Bud Black goes into every single season talking about how he wants to steal more bases, and then by May we'd never do it. Black just doesn't inspire offense. I don't know what Bud Black does or does not do. I I, I blame Black Jeff Breidich for the for like like I, I feel like to blame the coach for stuff like that is kind of rough because it's so obvious. It's just Breidich didn't give him anything. Like, wh- whiffing on shit. Yeah, like I'm not gonna blame Jeff Breidich for. Or sorry, I'm not going to blame Bud Black, Black because he gave him Ian Desmond and said his contract's big. You better play him. Like, I'm not going to fault him for that. I mean, it's nice because Ian Desmond's hitting at least like 267 this year. And Ian Desmond sucks again. We're canceling. <laughs> Ian Desmond's canceled. That's fine. He's been canceled, bro. Well, well no, we uncanceled him because he was good, and then he decided yes. to hit the ball on the ground again. So he's uncanceled. Or sorry, he's yeah, recanceled. Okay, whatever. Um, I need launch angle Ian Desmond back. So basically, the, the the let's talk about the franchise of the Colorado Rockies. The franchise of the Colorado Rockies had a very good possibility when they had Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman, David Dahl, John Gray, Armand Marquez, Scott Oberg, Adam Adovino, DJ LeMahieu. That was a pretty decent team. We let some of those go, and then we replaced it all with Ian Desmond and the Super Pen. And as soon as we did Super Pen, everybody's like, "Why the hell did you do that? Nobody's doing that anymore." So now we're just kind of we have to wait for Nolan to leave. I mean, you're going to have to get super creative. That's what you. That's what you're going to have to do. I mean, or just spend more money. Yeah, you could try that. I just don't know if we'll have the on what keys to their do that. free agent class sucks. Give me Robinson, Chirinos, and Corey Dickerson. All right, so Give do you guys Billy know what it would Hamilton. cost us if we DFA'd Ian Desmond in the offseason? How much would it cost? $20 million. Ah, that ain't shit. 20? Goodbye. 20. There's the $15 next year, $8 million in 2021, and then the $2 million buyout in 2022. And we're not paying um, Hampton anymore, so. Sure. Yeah, it's. Sure. Do you guys know what it would cost us to DFA uh, Jake McGee this offseason? Not that I want to. I'm just saying. Seven? Uh, 11 and a half. So that's 31 it's... dead. You can't, can't do both. How much would it cost to DFA Brian Shaw this offseason? 12. 11. That's close. That you damn were. option. Yes, those options. You have to pay those buyouts, and you put $2 million buyouts on every single option. Wait, 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 wait. Doesn't Brian Shaw's, like, invest if if we do something this year? He has to pitch 60 innings in two out of the three years. Uh-oh. Well, he has to pitch next year, and how bad? How bad has Does it been Does he have to pitch year? next year? Like he definitely <laughs> pitched like eighty innings last year. Jeez. He pitched like no, he pitched like sixty. It was he barely. Like May, and we were like, Brian Shaw's ERA is actually not that bad, and then it's five point three seven. Hey, I called it from a mile away that he sucked because you looked under the hood and he was getting hit like ultra, ultra hard. Yep. Yeah, Jack called that a mile away, just like uh, Ryan McMahon got thrown out of home by a mile, Ooh. like just now. Just now, as you were saying it. <laughs> oh, Ryan Mack. There are many. I things. love him. He's pre- he's precious. He's he's like he's like Tapia in that he I'm willing to give him like a lot too of many extra, chances. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of chances just because he's like a likable dude. Like he's in a commercial, especially in comparison to a dude like Brian <laughs> Shaw, where like he throws one bad pitch and I'm mm. asking for him to be sent to Mars. How old do you think Ryan McMahon is? He's my age, 20. so twenty. I think he's twenty-four. He's twenty-four. Tapia is twenty-five, but for some reason, I want to give up on Tapia. And oh, well, he's had five hundred plate appearances. Yeah, like that's enough to figure out. Like, okay, you're, you kind of suck. McMahon hey has like some defense too, you know. Unlike okay, I got uh, two Dave roster Murphy, decisions, human like death machine. He's I got, got two roster Daniel decisions Murphy's for you guys. So fat, like he's he's always been fat. No, what are you talking about? I looked at some gifs of him in like 2017, GIFs. and I was like, I was like, why you keep doing fun- this to yourself? Jack. No, you're every gonna make fun of my time. the way every single that. time we have this podcast. You make yourself a target yeah. with the gifs. Just say gif. 
Just say GIF like a normal human being. I'm going to say GIF now, like, like very, like, pronunciated. You already do. GIF. GIF. Let's talk about um, right. Anyways, Let's... I was looking at some GIFs of Daniel Murphy, like, two years ago, and I barely recognized that it was him because he was in such good shape. It's could, all those Could shoes. Daniel Murphy be bad this year because he's fat? Uh, I don't think he cares because we're losing. Um, Ryan McMahon has three DRS at second base and one DRS at first base. A negative one at third, but I'm going to kind of forgive that because he's never playing that. And then... He'll be playing that in 2022. Hey, uh... Doesn't make me feel good about things. Um, <laughs> Daniel Murphy actually has a zero DRS for the Rockies. That... I don't believe that for DRS a is so unreliable. Yeah. Like, we know that Daniel Murphy is fucked up like 20 He's times bad. at first base. Is Uzer's Yeah, I bet UZR would be better for first base anyways. Is Uzer's like barely negative? His errors are like negative? Too. It's hard to judge. You just just don't feel good to have him being there. No. No, I feel so I much better be when Yonder is playing. I don't know why. Because he should have been he's here. Because he played first base for many years. he's a years. first baseman by trade. All right, so two roster decisions this offseason. You have Tyler Anderson entering his second year of arbitration and Chad Bettis entering his third year of arbitration. Do you non-tender them or do you go through arbitration? Tender Tyler Aller, t- tender Anderson, uh, let go of Bettis. You don't have anything left. You have to use Bettis. We don't, so you wanna, we don't have a we, bullpen. All right, so let's Bettis say... Isn't, Bettis isn't bullpen. Bettis is nothing. He was at 97 oh, the other day. Yeah, right he, down the middle. Yeah, Who cares? Is. Everyone throws uh, 97. Uh, so Chad in his second year of arbitration made $2 million. So I think you're looking at like three and a half, maybe four and a half million dollars, somewhere in that range. With his ERA this year? No way. Okay. You if could, you, you get him down. If, and then Tyler Anderson on ARB 1 made 2.9 league minimum he made 55 so he's probably gonna make what two million next year yeah i'm changing uh, my tyler, vote on bettis tyler anderson made two million some well then my information's bad regardless uh, you have i don't know you don't have much else there's no starters on the market and you got to take the chance on having a starter who might actually be good again at some point yeah, I, was, I say I'm on Jack's side. Tender, Tyler, non-tender. Okay, Chad. I uh, changed my vote on, on Bettis. His left on base percentage is 63.7%. That it, I'm I, not as concerned about. It's just the fact that like... He's got a 5.7K per nine and a 2.97 yeah, like, walks per nine. In, at course <laughs> especially, you have to miss bats. Like we have too many dudes like, sorry, John, but like... Antonio Sensatella, where it's like, all right, you can't just go up there and pitch six innings and strike out like two dudes and like not expect to get shelled. Like, shelled. It, it works sometimes, but man, I went to that game last year where Bettis gave up 11 runs to the Pirates. Mm-hmm. It's like, of course, of course. His ground ball percentage is nice this year. It's 60.6. You know, maybe you could work with that or something. I don't know. Is bad? Is two twenty three? Maybe it's not that bad. You know, it's Chad I mean, Bettis. if you let him go, you open up a forty man spot, save a couple million dollars. Yeah, and you roll with some young dude, yeah. or you find some trash starter and say, "Hey, you have a really good slider and a mediocre fastball. Can you just not throw your changeup and your curveball anymore and just do these two pitches, please?" There is some thirty year old starter you could probably make into a reliever. I mean, you could make Alex Wood into a reliever. I don't oh, know if I he'd love, go for it because he's, he's actually healthy. a pretty good starting Alex, pitcher when he's Alex healthy. Alex Wood will not sign here. Okay. That's true. Nobody's going to sign here. You find an Alex Wood-esque pitcher. How's that, Jack? It's crazy. Look at all these old names of people who used to be really, really great who are going to be like available. Chris Archer is going to be available. Jake Arrieta is going to be available. Madison Bumgarner. You Darvish. Garrett Cole. Cole Hamels, Gio Gonzalez, Felix Hernandez, Rich Hill, Dallas Keuchel, Corey Kluber. 
Okay, low-key, um, I would love it if we signed Felix Hernandez just because that dude was my dude for a while. Yeah. He's going to be terrible, but... Chris Archer and Strasburg. You, you, you named a few people Dang that actually right. aren't available, like Kluber and Archer of cheap club options that'll be taken yeah. up. But it's just weird. There's all these old people who used to be good. I would also like to point out that not showing up in the DRS is the ball that Daniel Murphy had in his glove and did not finish the catch in the runner on first and safe now. <laughs> did you just do another crazy That will not thing? be reflected in DRS. God, he's just... He just feels like a like a fumbling troll. Yeah. Just like he just got out of the bar. We should sign Garrett Cole. Yeah, that'll work. Dude. Just pay him like... Two hundred sixty million over eight years. What about this? What about this? Um, go this, guy, uh, this guy, this uh, guy, Drew Pomeranz. You ever heard of him? Yeah, we should definitely get that dude. Let's see if Jordan Lyles is available. Hell, let's see if Tommy Canley, David Hale. You know who's available? Yolise. He's like become like a fine back end starter. Uh, we need something. I mean. I think out of all these like terrible thirty year olds who are all like you know they're they're all available. They wouldn't be worth a lot of money, but you could always try to sign Shelby Miller for some reason. Shoot I mean uh, Shasin has an ERA of five point seven nine. Okay. You could always try to sign Kyle Gibson. I just watched Wait. him give up like Six runs to the Indians. I was gonna say, who was the guy you were railing against last night? Me? Yeah, you. Oh, oh, Martin Perez. That's who. Was. Yeah, that dude sucks. So I think I always the way Wade you Miley. build your bullpen now is through guys who are on minimum contracts or dumpster diving for guys who have like one, maybe two good pitches. Chichi Gonzalez. That's how you build a bullpen now. Yeah, Chichi's we could turn Chi-Chi into a, a reliever, and I'd be fine with it. Chichi's yeah, remember remember the Chi-Chi Gonzalez bullpen experiment that happened on Tuesday? Then he gave up a monster dong to Alex Bregman. It's Alex Bregman. Look, that's Alex Bregman. That doesn't count. I'm just saying. That's oh, how you no, it was Correa, right? Opposite mm-hmm. field. Yeah. Also, a really good fucking player. It doesn't matter. It's the Astros. It's unfair. They're going to win the World Series, and it doesn't matter. Wow. Well, It'll be an Astros Dodgers thing. We'll all be like, "Yay!" Ugh. Um, I'll reluctantly root for the Astros. Lame. Yeah. Spouse. Can We're it be the Twins? Tan- Tanner Rourke is a free agent. You think he can convert Pineda? Is he still terrible? Oh boy, is he terrible! <laughs> John hates Pineda, but Pineda's been good pretty recently. Four point one five ERA. Just uh, get out of here. Oh, he's been playing the White Sox and the Athletics and the Marlins right now, so nah, it doesn't matter. What does no, that I mean? Am, you know what it means, Jack. I know. I don't like it. <laughs> His last three outings have been like solid just against the Athletics, White Sox, and Marlins. So all I'm saying Yeah, well John Gray gave up four runs to the Padres tonight, so the Potters are going to uh, be good. Three so far. Let's relax. Okay, let's Unless let's my streams move, that far. Let's behind. move on because all I'm all I'm saying is I think all the Rockies are going to be able to do is do your best to sign um, Wilmer Flores for some reason. Then maybe sign <laughs> Billy Hamilton for some reason. Yes, I I just need Billy Hamilton in a Rockies uniform. Just give me like two weeks. You can DFA him after that. Just give me like two weeks. And then maybe you sign, like somehow you convince Felix Hernandez to be his old self. God. If we're going to be bad in 2020, just let me have Felix Hernandez for nostalgia's sake. You know, like, and then you've got all these, like, other guys who used to be good. And uh, Juan Nicasio, 33. Juan Nicasio destroyed me in OTP. He fell apart in the ALDS, and now I'm mad at him forever. I'm sure there, that, there is crazy. one move the Rockies could make, and, like, it would literally even be better than signing Garrett Cole. Uh, one thing they have to do is get rid of Jeff Breidich. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> Seriously, if they were to make one move and I could pick that move, I would pick that move. Yeah, it's just he doesn't. And the then team my like move him. would be to hire Heimblum. Heimblum. Or, okay. or, or. 
watch. Just take some guy out of like the Rays front office, or someone out of the Astros front or office, some guy or some guy out of the Orioles front office. Foster. Yeah, we're gonna Dude. we're gonna pay JFO to uh, look shit up on Fangraphs all day. All right, let's. Dude, I could build an impressive staff. Just give me money. <laughs> So anyway, everything's really, really terrible right now. The future's not looking that good. But can the Rockies not finish in fifth place? Yeah, Padres. But was that an answer, John? Uh, no, I actually am feeling a Giants fall apart. I'm feeling pretty confident in it, to be honest with you. So, I thought there was still a pretty good chance. And I believe this still. I still think the Rockies can finish second. Shh. I don't know, the that, Diamondbacks. That shouldn't like, be a hot take. The D-backs them? are like two games under 500. They suck. It's because, like, you like, know how you many might games look were at the yeah, that run differential, bro. They got like a plus 70. Yeah, you might look at their run differential and say, oh my gosh, but why has it been like two seasons in a row where they have a really high run differential, but they're underperforming? Like, that doesn't happen on accident. That's a result of bad clutch hitting, and mostly in the sense of bad bullpen management and or just bad bullpen pieces. Like Lavulo is just magic. Well, and they got rid of Zach Cranky and replaced him with Mike Leake. So that's a I mean, a they basically decided, like, look, we're not gonna get the NL West. They're not that they're not meant for this year, but they're just gonna ride the wave while they got it. Ride what wave? The 500 wave? Yeah. They're riding the wave of like building up their farm and being like not unwatchable. Oh, I forgot that they have like the fourth best farm system now. Yeah. That's bad. Did you? So you honestly think that the Diamondbacks are going to fall apart, the Giants are going to fall apart, the Potters are going to fall apart, and the Rockies at some point are going to go at least like 20 and 12. When you say fall apart, you make it sound like there's like a giant chasm of games in between us and the Diamondbacks. They are four and a half games ahead of us right now. We are 10 games under 500. I don't care. The Diamondbacks are only four and a half games above us. The Diamondbacks are going to find a way to beat us. The Diamondbacks are dumb. That's a great (laughs) argument. (laughs) Well, like, come on. Hey, Charlie Blackman just destroyed a pitch off Eric Lauer. We're tied. Wait, did he hit away from Coors? Destroyed it, too. Mm. Brad it Hand was... intentionally walked CJ Crone. Man, Yo. I'm, like, more invested in the Twins right now because I just hate the Indians. Uh, okay, well, this is a Colorado Rockies podcast. Well, Thank no, you very no, no, much. no, no, no. What I'm this saying is, is that, like, there has been, like, a level of, like, apathy, I guess, amongst Rockies fans to the point where most people are paying attention to other, like, playoff races at this point sure like have you picked your bandwagon team yet john yankees they are the rockies yeah they are the rockies i don't know like the fact that we're having a discussion of like do the rockies come out of the basement or do they end in third or fourth place is like exactly what we should be talking about a a reflection on where we are at this point like yeah maybe the better question is is this the true talent level like, That's what everybody really else has been saying. Five and eighty-seven team. Well, the Pythagorean last year was eighty-five wins or something, and then we which lost. Which is still the right, good. Well, when then we lost all yeah, the pieces, which is what I thought we'd be this year. Nothing. So, I don't know. I feel like every other club has been doing things the Rockies haven't, and everybody always nobody wants to trade with Bradish because he's an ass. Apparently, he just doesn't make. He overvalues his players, and then and then doesn't want to trade anybody, and then nobody wants to talk to him. You know, the only the only deals he seems to be able to make are like minor league ones where he loses those ones anyway recently. And Mike Talkman for Philip Deal. Uh, and then and then we had threw at um who did he throw it again? Was it someone off it was of the, the Cubs? Was it someone off the Cubs? He was, was only Rizzo. up for like two games or something, right? Oh yeah. And like Cubs I I don't even think he threw at him intentionally. I just think that he sucks. I mean Cubs yeah, fans, sure did. Cubs fans were like this asshole threw it in Rizzo. It's yeah, like, trust yeah, me, yeah, 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 he's terrible. He so, was not throwing a Rizzo pitch is, in like three feet. Rizzo's on the Okay, let's, let's get optimistic he's not like, for he's, a second, though. Okay, Say sure. that all the bullpen things that he's been trying to acquire and all the things he's been trying to actually get actually turn out kind of okay, and 2021 comes around. Is that last year of Nato's before not opts out? 
Yes. So 2021, somehow we have a homegrown bullpen, and they're all actually kind of decent. Not that far-fetched, to be honest with you. Okay. And we don't have Brian Shaw or Wade Davis or uh, Jake McGee and Norm Mike Dunn, and somehow we got rid of Ian Desmond, and we don't have any uh, Daniel Murphy. It's just sad that I want to like to think about 2020, but realistically, I'm thinking 2021, and it's just going to be a, like a all hands on deck. And I mean, considering what you're getting out of 2019, that's not the worst thing in the world. But you definitely have to make strides in 2020 to be a team where we're not having months, a stretch where you're playing bad baseball for an entire month. You can't be a team like that. And maybe maybe by then we have like a starting rotation that's a little bit stronger, and we're just all having a hiccup year because I think they're all. How is John Gray control through twenty one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's arb two next year. Uh, Kyle's arb one. So we could technically have a decent team in twenty twenty one if every single bullpen move works out, and then also maybe if we get rid of Jeff Breidich because nobody wants to talk to that guy because he's unlikable. Dude, I think that the buck stops with him, Mike. I think yeah. that, like, unless you have, like, a total renaissance here next year, I don't think we are competitive ever again if Jeff Breidich is here because he clearly has no way to build the team. You are stuck at 80 wins through the competitive, competitive in air quotes, window if you uh, keep him. Well, I... Still think he's good with the farm stuff. I would demote him back to farm director. I I know he probably wouldn't go for that, but I'd at least try it. Yeah, sure. Be funny if he put Zach in charge. Because they, because yeah, totally well, because they refuse to like get anybody from outside the organization. Because nobody outside the organization knows what's going on, except that everybody outside the organization has been doing things differently. Like. Ergo, the whole Talkman's like, oh, we only started doing this outfield cards last year. Like, oh, we don't do the curveball usage. Oh, we don't actually do analytics. You know, the Rockies are stuck in the past and always will be, and that's why they've never won the West. Absolutely put. Damn. Unfortunately, he's right. If you want to win something, you have to get ahead of the curve. And... You've never done it, and the and the, I mean the problem is the Rockies are always trying to fix problems that they've had, rather than anticipating problems that they might get. You know, like it's been how do we fix the rotation that's terrible now? Well, we're gonna do a four man rotation, or no, we're gonna do ground ballers, we're gonna do sinkers, we're gonna do a super pen, we're gonna do like a Blake Street bomber situation. And I think the Rockies have always had a situation where they've been trying to make sure that they are a different team than the rest of the league and nobody understands how to do it because of Coors Field. And to be fair, there is a problem about Coors Field. But maybe if you just acted like the rest of the teams. Well, and you having this odd ballpark an odd situation that other teams simply don't have it should encourage you to be someone who's more forward thinking more outside the box we should be what the rays are right now where the rays are willing to try anything because they know the only way they can compete with the yankees and with the red sox is to be an outside the box team to find these small areas where they can take advantage of what they can do best Take advantage of it and build a team that is fighting for a wild card spot. And if the Yankees weren't going berserk, would be fighting for the division title. The outside the that box should be stuff. what us. That should be what we yeah. are. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the things that the Rocks have done outside the box in their history. Actually, British barrier outside the box. Maybe it helped. Maybe it didn't. You know, um, super pen outside the box. I guess. Except that was really you know. He was thinking about. It was building off what the Royals, Royals had done. Of, the Royals like had just done it cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what other outside the box things have we done? Piggyback starting. Piggyback starting. You just tried it with arguably the worst starting rotation in franchise history. I think we're starting that now, right? 
a little bit. No. Peter Lambert. Dude, no. 2012 was so bad. Things have always been just kind of disappointing, and I think we're always thinking outside the box, but we're always thinking wrong. And maybe the people who are thinking outside the box are still stuck inside the box because they're inside the organization. So, you know, maybe if you had literally people who were outside the box, outside the box. We need people who are outside the Jack in the box. Let's hire that guy. Just find a random guy standing outside of Jack in the box. <laughs> you could hire Jack. He's not in a box. But yeah. Got a round head with a... Didn't, I don't know what his nose is. And supposed Jack, to be. you always talk about like Bloomer, who had that interview with the Rockies, and how they just. Oh yeah, I did mention that. Well, I think the problem with the Rockies is that, like, demonstrably, like they're not, they don't really care. Like, I know a lot of, mm. I know a lot of teams like don't pay a lot of money, but like, he was saying like even relative to like the baseball discount, like being able to work in baseball, like it was pretty bad. Like. And I, I think especially for a team like the Rockies, that should be something we're investing a lot of money into. Um, at least analytics, like figuring out, you know, maybe some exact science on how pitches work at Coors. Like you can turn the uniqueness of altitude into a monstrous advantage if you want, because no other team would have the in-depth knowledge of, you know, I, I don't know. My, you my could point say is like, that, look, like, in, in eighth other, innings... Throw this pitch because we did the research because we are at Coors right. Field. Right, like at Coors Field. And I know there's a basic amount of knowledge on it, but like, you know, considering the factors that we play in, I don't think there's any team that is more uniquely required, not required, but like incentivized to just put a shit ton of money in figuring that out. Like, I wouldn't care if they reduced the payroll by 30 million to shift that 30 million into analytics. I mean, that's what the Dodgers did. Like, they're like, "Fuck, spending seventy million over the luxury tax. Why not just get dollar for dollar back on, you know, analytics?" And now they have a mm-hmm. top two. Like, their farm system is top three. I don't know. Rocky it's, should try it. It's crazy Wait, how and- I want to hate the Dodgers at the same time. Like Corey Seager, homegrown. Jack Peterson, homegrown. Cody Bellinger, homegrown. Clayton Kershaw, homegrown. Like, like the Dodgers did a damn good job. I have no problem hating them for those players. Like, I don't see the difference in between, like, you know, a, a Red Sox team that spends all of their money on just retaining players and stuff like that and a team that spends all that money on the back end. Like, it's obvious where they're getting that advantage from. Well, Fuck the Dodgers. And then maybe not signing high school pitchers anymore. <laughs> How many failed draft picks have we had again in comparison to other people? It's probably low. Like... Tyler Anderson made it. David Dahl made it. Trevor Story made it. Nolan Aron. Like our our, I feel like our hit rate on the high end of the draft is probably higher than most teams. John Gray. Since we since, since Jeff, Jeff Braddock became the O'Dowd era was terrible. That, yeah. Well, it wasn't the O'Dowd era really good. Like that was so, he was who no. drafted Gray and all that. Well, so it was the Kylie McDaniel or not Kylie, Kylie McDaniel. McGregor. Uh, thank you. Kelly McGregor era where he was the one in charge of that stuff. That's who um, drafted Brad Hopp and took care of all that. All of those guys, uh, Garrett Atkins, all them, uh, too low. And then after his passing, I don't remember who the farm director was. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, and then he was let go and Jeff Breidich came along. And then Jeff was part of the team that drafted John Gray that drafted Tyler Anderson um, drafted Chad Bettis. Those guys that you see, like, that's why I would be fine if they just demoted Bradich because I feel like he does a good job of finding these guys in the top half of the draft and developing these guys and putting a system in place for the miners to develop these guys. It seems like we have a lot of good pieces, but we don't have a lot of depth. It's, it's the Stars and Scrubs argument. It's the White Sox before they decided to blow up Stars and Scrubs. How'd their blow up go? Not going so hot. Well, not everybody can be the Astros or Cubs. Yeah. Well, looking forward to 2020. How about you guys? <laughs> That's I'm holding out hope for it. Except Jack here thinks we can get second. Hey, I would be fine with that. July is I think over. it'll be like an 83 and 79 second, but I think we can get I second. I like that. 
I mean, it's we would have to go like 15 games over 500 from now on. Yeah, there was that stretch there, 41 and 28. It just it could always be that like July or June is going to sap the Rockies because it's hot, and you give up home runs and you get sad. So that's my secret. I'm always sad. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so hopefully the Rockies can do something to make this season a little bit less terrible. But I think we covered a lot of ground today about the fact that 2019 is bad and 2020 might also be bad, but go anybody but Breidich, I guess. Desmond yes. just popped out to shallow right. Just says hey, you get the ball <laughs> in the air. A little bit more of a little Breidich thing. You got the ball in the air, though. He did. Way in the air, Let well, me just finish it off. If there was, like, two things you could ask of Breidich... I mean, the only thing, I, if I ever had a chance to ask Bradich any questions, the only thing I would ask him is, what the hell were you thinking with Ian Desmond? What in the world, like, what numbers did you run? I think what he was just nostalgic did you, for How Hampton? did you come to the conclusion that this was the guy? Just, like, just if the guy plays first base, let him play first base. You know? I don't because know. Because Ian Desmond basically destroyed our chances with Yeah, that's that it. it. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Rock Pile Talk Pile. Um, we will um, we'll reconvene at some point when there's something good to talk about. Right, Jack? Right. Right, John? <laughs> right. Something good will come of all this. Baseball is still baseball. There is still hope for the future. Thanks for listening. See you guys. Peace.